Hi, everyone. Um, I am Valerie Malone, life coach, motivational speaker, creator of Love You Life program. Today, I have Maeve, life coach slash executive coach with us today, and I'm so happy to have her here. She has an amazing uh, resume over here and, 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 and bio that I want her to tell us because there's a lot of stuff that I want you guys to know about her. And uh, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing some of your wisdom and experience on how to better ourselves in life and uh, work area. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's, a, it's such a, a pleasure and an honor to be on your podcast. Um, so yes, I'm Maeve Byrne, a very Irish name, without <laughs> a really strong accent, as um, I have a very mixed background, as I told you. I was born one of six to Irish parents. We believe, we're not sure where I was born, but anyway, I was born here and raised initially in the UK and then we moved back to the Middle East where my parents lived for most of their married lives and so um, I attended school boarding school in Wales and then went to Switzerland and finally at 17 went back to my native country Ireland uh, to to go to school and to work for a number of years and then in my late 20s I decided to come to Canada and that's where I currently reside. I'm in uh, on Vancouver Island, um, soon to be in Victoria. I'm just moving in the throes of moving. Mm -hmm. And I work um, uh, with women, particularly with women, uh, in change and conflict. That's sort of the area I work, whether it's uh, in executive coaching, moving from one job to another or in promotion, or with individuals working through change in their personal life. Well, that's why, uh, like I said, it's, it's fascinating how you have traveled around the world and you've, you've done so much. And this is why I want you to come over here and talk to uh, us about how is that we can keep our, uh, you hear a lot about people always talk about, uh, uh, we have to balance our life, you know? And I, as a matter of fact, I tell you a story before I even ask you the question. Um, you know the show uh, Shark Tank? Yes. Right? Yes. So one of the one of the executive uh, uh, producer of that was uh, goes around and tell people like you know if if you want to be successful, there's no way that you can be have a, a life and and a work balance. You know, there's one or other. You know, I I I spend a lot of time working. Um, I, my life, my personal life, is not as balanced, but I accepted it, and that's how it is. And don't uh, let anybody tell you otherwise. But I totally disagree with that because uh, as me and you, we discussed it before and I want you to tell uh, our listeners, um, life and work balance, how can we balance that? Well, I thoroughly disagree with the, the, the phrase, I want to balance life and work. Right. Because it's all about life um, and how we allocate parts of our life. And, and so it's really important to recognize that we have the choice. We can decide how much time we want to spend where. And in fact, there's probably three pieces to that. There's the work, which is where we, how we make money, what we bring in. There's our family, which is our relationships with those closest to us and also the, our personal friends. And I think also there's our inner selves that inner person and um, the only person who truly knows us is ourselves. And 
and we need to spend time with us, with each of us. And so I think it's, it's recognizing that there's never going to be a perfect balance. What we're going to do is sometimes we're going to have to spend um, more time in our work or more time with our family. And for most of us, what we do is we give up that personal time, that individual reflective time. And I would like to see more, more people actually spend a little more time with themselves and, and getting to know and understand that inner soul or that inner being that's there. And, and sometimes our work will take more time. And okay, we can accept that. And then we can look at the other part of our life and say, well, I need to spend more time with my family. And people will say, oh, well, you can't negotiate that. You can negotiate everything you want. You can make those choices. And I think it's recognizing that each of us, how we live our lives is our choice. Hi. And we can go through hardships. We, I mean, you're a perfect example of knowing what you want and going for it. And I'm sure there were lots of times where your choice was that you had to go out and work all hours of the day knowing that down the road you could actually spend time with your girls yes yes and like uh, like you said it so perfectly because like you said even though like i always put uh i learned over the years since i lived my life the opposite because i was married so young because i came from a very proud country that was very poor and you know being to other countries i felt like i had to create a home for myself but I, my focus was more like uh toward my kids uh, to, to to protect them to you know raise them to as a single mother to be there for them but then, then later on i learned that you know i like you said uh, spending time with yourself is actually more um dr uh, result driven to those two other areas than to neglect that. And that's what people negotiate. They say that, okay, well, I have a little time to spend myself. Instead of that, I'm going to spend that on a work or spend that, instead of that, I'm going to spend that with my kids or with my family. But in the end of the day, like you said, even if you feel like you're working a little bit more because you know that area needs a little bit more attention than your personal life, you're kind of balancing it because you know which one is the priority first. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I do. Very much so. It's, it's, it's sitting down and again, going back to ourselves and acknowledging I'm spending too much time at work or I'm not spending enough time at work at this particular time and acknowledging why and then making that decision. I need to take more time to play with my family or take more time to actually get the job done. I owe it to myself or my employer or my kids or whomever. Yeah. Right, right. And that's, that's bringing me to my next question is that, like you said, put yourself first. And if that first is give you an idea, what is there that you want in your life? So what would be your advice for people that are saying, hey, listen, I've been in this job for 20 years. I really don't like it. Or some people are doing the job. They're making good money, but they're really not happy in the job. And that job actually causing them a lot of stress and a lot of internal uh, chaos that is affecting some people later on in life, their health. Yes. So usually when we're in a, a position or a place that um, is causing us a lot of stress, there's usually one of three things. It's um, people. Toxicity of other people really does affect us. 
perspective, our own perspective going in and saying, oh, I hate this place, but getting stuck in that I don't like it, I really hate my job, etc. Or it is um, the place, the environment that we live in or work in as, as this particular case. And so I, I would actually say to people, sit down and list what you really dislike about or hate about your environment or your job. Look at that list and look at what you might be able to change. Yeah. So if you're concerned about not finding something similar as well paid or whatever, think about what in your current job and really sit down with it uh, that I don't like, that really affects me. And, and think of those three pieces, the, the environment, the people, and my own perspective. What can I change? If, if the choice is that I can't leave right now, if I can't leave, what can I change? Really look at that. And maybe it's um, just a couple of tweaks. I worked with a client who had come to me to find her dream job. And we sat down, we, we looked at everything she disliked about her job, and then we looked at all of her wants. And this was over a period of a couple of months. Right. And she finally came back and said, oh, you know, I actually am in my dream job. Wow. The problem is that, you know, when I went in, I made some decisions that perhaps weren't right for me. And so I'm in that place where people make presumptions or assumptions and I need to make some changes. Wow. So I need to say, no, I don't agree with that decision or I need to be in this meeting and invite yourself. It takes courage. But it's really important to look at those. If you have or are in the position where you can change your position, do the same thing where you can change your job. List what you dislike about your job. Again, look at where you could make those changes. Look at what your dream job would, would be. And then look at your skill sets. You know, it may be as dramatic as you want to change your profession. So what skill sets do you have that you could carry into this new profession? Can you think about what you need to do? Right, right. And however you, however you slice it, as we're discussing it and I'm listening to you, and the end of the day comes back again to you. You have to like determine, evaluate, like, like you said over here, environment. So environment, like you said, environment is around people who, you, who yes. you're working with. And we can change people. People are the way they are and uh, the way you perceive them and they, they perceive you and how you uh, take their, even though let's just say toxic place of people are like always gossiping or not happy with you, how you perceive that, how you receive it and say to yourself, you know what, that's their opinion. And that little tweak can change and say, wow, I am in my dream job. Exactly, exactly. It was such an eye-opener for this client that um, when she actually worked through it, and, and it was her choice then to make the changes so that she could stay in that employment. It is so important to pay. Uh, I would say one of the, uh, as my practice is that I always um, work with my clients that everything begins and ends with you. And, yes. and me and you, we talked about that, how important it is. And me and you, we have, actually have experience of, you know, our physical body going around with so many people and interacting with so many people. Some of them are very difficult in those countries. 
Yes, indeed. And <laughs> you, you have to make the choice. You're there. You have to make that choice of um, not necessarily accepting, but accepting for right now and adapting your behavior to right now. And then sort of deciding and taking those tiny steps towards changing, whether it's the environment, uh, your reaction to people, or whatever. It's, it's, it is each of us. We can't we can't blame others. We have to actually take the, uh, be accountable. And the, the person we have to be accountable to is ourselves. Right, right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to tell you a little story that can relate hopefully to that. But I just wanted to tell you, I've talked about environment, people, and your perception of how it is. So when I came uh, from uh, Afghanistan to India, and I was in uh, uh, Bombay, for about uh, three months. And I was there with my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, but they would leave in the morning. So I was in a room, just to give you visualization, I was in a room with three beds, like like those little, not even a bed, like, you know, those are split open one that everybody can sleep. Right. Right, right. There's a, there was a shower a room, no kitchen, no nothing. It's just like a, this room and a shower. And there's a little window up top. So they would leave in the, in the morning and they would come home, like they would come back to the hotel or whatever you call it, motel, at like nighttime. I was there alone, no TV, no book, no computer, no phone, no nothing, 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 except for that window. So the first three to four days, I was like pacing back and forth. Then you know what I did? I said to myself, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this window like a TV. Because mm-hmm. on the other side of the window, there was, they were building uh, something. There were construction people were coming in. And uh, the population over there is really, really a lot, very populated. I literally learned body language. Because I didn't know the language, body language, by paying attention every day when people coming in, bringing their kids and how they eat and how they move and everything. And I find that fascinating. I entertain myself in a room with one window. And as you said, it's your perception. It's your... Uh, uh, observing how can you make, how can you change that environment? I had to be there, but I made it enough comfortable enough for myself to not go insane. And what a wonderful skill you learned to read people's body language. Right, right. So you can always turn things around and make it a little bit uh, comfortable for yourself, especially the places that are temporary and you know that you can get out. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And we we sometimes, and I've done it, look at situations and feel hopeless. And it really is that mindset, changing the mindset, saying, okay, this is how it is right now. What do I need to do to change it? And, And taking tiny steps that may not feel like you're making a difference, but building on them and catching yourself. Um, you know, I talked uh, uh, to another client whose self-talk was so destructive, absolutely destructive. And so I said, start observing when that happens and think about why, what triggered that thought? What was the situation you were in or what were you doing just prior to that thought popping into your head? And let's see if there's a pattern because if we can catch the thought before it we literally go down that rabbit hole, we can actually change our own perspective as well and start feeling less hopeless because that self-talk really does darken our soul, if you like. Yeah. 
It's so important, so important. So this is why I wanted to ask you, like, why as why do we, with that self talk or just the thoughts for ourselves in personal life and professional life, we always compare. We always compare, and we always think someone else is always better than us. And I'm sure there is in some area of their life, but why do we do that? You know, I think um, a lot of it goes back to um, that nature nurture period of our life, you know, from the age when we were born to maybe our late teens, early 20s, when we absorbed a lot of stuff. We absorbed the values that our parents held, we absorbed the values and what our teachers told us. So, you know, we absorbed all that information and a lot of that may have been negative. Um, and we don't even realize it at that stage because it's, it is, it's that nurture stage. They are all sort of, we're all dependent on them. And um, I think we, we have, because, oh, well, Sally's got better grades than you. Why didn't you do better? Or So we, we listen to that as we're growing up and, um, and, and we absorb it. So we tend to look to others for um, self-affirmation for affirmation um, we tend to look to others to um, oh i want to be where they are um, and we do it's it's that whole piece of it's a mindset piece that we've observed in others and we've taken on ourselves and when we can break that i don't think we can ever let it go fully because it's so deeply entrenched but we can again catch ourselves mm. and say okay so if so-and-so is doing so much better and I want to be there, what do I have to do to get there? Right. We use it as sort of leveraging ourselves to think, okay, how do I have, what's the next step I have to take to have, if, if I want a multi-million dollar business? And, and I think that's also key is really thinking about what do we want? So many people say, well, I want to be a millionaire. I want to generate hundreds and thousands of dollars and yet they've never sat down and said well do I really is that what I truly want in life um and what will it take and am I prepared to do that so they may say oh I want to be the next Oprah or oh I want to be the next I don't know whatever yeah whatever um but they don't go further than that. They sit in that envy or they think their friend is doing so much better than they are without really considering, you know, the situation that person may be in and without examining too, whether that person is truly happy. Do we ever ask somebody, are you truly happy? I wish I knew you when I, I, I had to go through that because you, you could have asked me that question, but, um, Again, like you said, um, I, when I, when I uh, left my ex-husband, the stories can tell you like how, how you learn. So yes. my thing was, okay, here's what, I came from a country that was really poor and I lived, I lived with a husband that were like abusive physically and emotionally. So to me, answer to all that was this, if I make money, I can take care of myself and my kids and I will be happy. So with that being said, I worked three jobs, 16 hours a day, uh, um, learning the language and everything and built myself to the, up to the part that I actually had 
owned multiple businesses, multi-million dollar house, luxury cars, name brand uh, clothing and everything. So, but here's the thing though, from the outside, everybody was like, wow, like you, you, you know, you have your life together. Right. You have your life together. And here, here, one day I came home, maybe, and it was my daughter's uh, of 16th birthday. And I wasn't home. I told her to invite, I hired people to bring the food and everything. She invited the people in the house, huge house and everything. And I came home. By the time I got home, the party was over. Everybody left. She was already in bed. And she got up the next day and she said, you missed it all. Mm. You missed it all. And at that moment, I said to myself, so not only they lost their father, because the father's not there. And now they're losing their mom. Mm Mm-hmm. So yes, you give them this big house. I give her the money. I, I arranged a whole party for her to have fun and good gift. But that's not what really she wanted it. Exactly. And like you said, comparing, do you really want that? Because I'm living example of that, mate. I'm telling you, I made so much money. And then I sat back and I said, no, you're not peaceful. You're not joyful. You're not content. You don't even know yourself for who you are. All these time, all you're doing, working, 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 and you don't even know what you like and what you don't like. You jump on in the first relationship because at the time I was 25 with two kids, single mother. Who's gonna go out with me? Now I look back. <laughs> now I look back. Will I should have waited a couple of years? Yes. But Comparing yourself to somebody without really, really knowing because that made lifestyle maybe good for you, but not for someone else. Don't you agree? I agree. And, and it's really interesting, you know, as you were saying that, I think, oh, yes, I, I, I can empathize with you in that respect. Because um, it, it is, again, looking to someone else to get affirmation. I want to go out on a date because then I know I'm attractive. I know somebody wants me, type thing. Yes, so much so. It's, it's funny, as you were speaking too, I was thinking um, there's a, an author in Canada called Louise Penny and she writes mysteries based in um, Montreal. And um, she, her pro- one of her protagonists has this saying, fine, I'm fine. And it is such a funny acronym because it means effed up, insecure, neurotic and egocentric. <laughs> and now when somebody says to me, oh, I'm fine. I look at them and go, really? <laughs> I have not been able to get that out of my head. And it's just such a wonderful thing. <laughs> now, now that you say it, I'm thinking about, yeah, when somebody said to you, I'm fine. And you're like, are you? Yes, exactly. Are you fine? <laughs> yeah, but no, we inherit. And, and that's why I created uh, my program. And uh, when I was, <clears throat> when I was having all these businesses and I said to myself, I'm going to create something especially and the reason i'm so glad that you're here because uh you can actually relate and you can actually understand what i'm saying since you've been in those countries and knowing that uh my goal is and was and my mission is for women especially from other countries to actually sit down figure out what's their want and and not go by what you said that we inherited over a period of time because of our upbringing our culture the society expectation of how we supposed to be and need that validation and say, Hey, if I, if I do this your way, you're going to give me that validation is that, Oh, now you're good. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So it really is. Um, often it's, there's an underlying of fear, fear of what might happen if I don't go with the crowd or 
what everybody tells me is right. And we, we don't, again, goes right back to the beginning of our conversation. We don't sit enough with ourselves to know ourselves, to ask ourselves, what are the values? Are the values that I'm carrying today really mine or are they ones I inherited, which I really don't agree with? Or, um, you know, that fear change, everybody is fearful of change. I don't think I know many people who look at change joyfully and go, oh, whoopee. You know, right, 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 right. But um, one of the things I want to teach women is to look at change as an opportunity. What are the opportunities that change is happening? Rather than think change is being forced on me or it's happening to me, let me manage it. And, yeah. and yes, the fear will come in because that's natural. Mm -hmm. something different however we can manage that fear by knowing look i'm i'm on the right path this is what i want to do and it's so important not to be swayed and we're swayed when we really haven't looked deeply into the changes we want to make right but but also the other thing a lot of people don't uh, mention maybe like i'm sure you're going to agree with me sometimes we our own self-talk that you said we assume people might judge but there's a lot of nice people out there that if you actually can talk to and sit to and I mean I'm I'm so honored to meet you like I mean me and you look at you where you are and I am and we met and and I met some amazing people and I'm sure you did too a lot of people tend to focus on negativity which means that you know and 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 and, and reality is really not that much five percent maybe maybe but overall, people are really good. People are good if they have good in them. And if you knowing yourself and you have that good energy and, and you, know, you know, being humble and understanding, it just switched the whole situation around. Very much so. And, you know, it's our own negative self-talk that assumes, as you say, others aren't kind or, oh, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Look, they're going to look at me. And we build this story about how they're going to regard us as opposed to yeah made a, you made a mistake that's okay you know? right. um and and from that or well, they may make a remark and rather than question and say you know did you really mean what i think you mean we sort of just take it on and we have the inner fight <laughs> oh that must they must be talking about me or, or whatever oh that wasn't really nice or, or something uh, and and they've probably long gone forgotten about it don't yes even think about it. or even if you admitted that this and i made a mistake and they're like okay you know i understand and that's that's where the vulnerability comes in and that's what fear comes in fear of change is like i mean i've been to a lot of places fear of change is because we deal with different people and we in our head we say i don't know how this person think of me i don't know if i'm going to get accepted in that environment whether it's work whether it's a new relationship or whether it's a new neighborhood, whatever it is, the fear and change is not so much in the physical things that we do, it's just when we interact with other people that we know. Exactly. And, and I think too, you know, we, we um, our own insecurities, I think that's the best way to describe it, really play into that. Oh, they're much better educated or, oh, they, they, done this or, or, or they're much better traveled or more well traveled than we are. And so again, our own perceptions and our own insecurities come to play. And so um, 
we often put ourselves on guard or we again make assumptions they'll say something and we'll take it the wrong way and assume it's it's all about us in right, right. yeah Let's start with us and how we look at ourselves the world mirror us exactly very much so yeah that's what i learned that's what over all these things that i learned that how you look at yourself that's how other people look at you exactly and um you know everything but you don't know nothing because mm -hmm. we learn something every single day and if you can walk around with open mind and open-hearted you'd be amazed how the universe will give you a little sign and show you either to the uh, computer or tv or person itself and you be wow you know what this is something that i didn't know the other day my daughter she was telling me something and i said i didn't know that you know and back in the days mom and dad knows everything like your kids <laughs> supposed to listen so um but it's such a pleasure to have you here and sharing uh, your wisdom and experience with us because there's a lot of listeners out there that are like having fear, anxiety, um, like you said, uh, self-negative thought, very harsh on themselves, not good enough, not good enough, I can't do enough, comparison to other one, my business is not working, my life is not working, and I wanted you to come on here and, and give your perspective of how it is that just to relax, everything's going to work out. Exactly. Go out into the world, as you said, open, be curious, absorb and spend time with yourself. Very good word, curiosity. That is like, instead of, instead of looking at that, I want to be that, just be curious about it. That's much more easier to learn than to put all this pressure of, I have to be in that level. Exactly. Yes. It, my grandma used to say that there's, if, if, there's, if you think you're beautiful, somebody always beautiful than you. If you think you're rich, <laughs> someone always richer than you. If you think you're smart, someone always smarter than you. Mm -hmm. so you can never catch up, but you're just perfect the way you are. We accept ourselves as that. Exactly. And I, I remember saying in my family was uh, curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. Um, so it was very negative to be curious, to ask questions. And so for a long time, I didn't. And then, you know, I, I met somebody and they said, well, you never asked about this. And it yeah. was, you, I didn't. <laughs> and I started to become much more curious. <laughs> yeah, you learn better and curious. Mate, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for telling us a little of your story so we can learn from. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been such a pleasure. Yes. So where they can find you? They can find me at moburn.ca or they can go to, of course, www cohesiveconcepts.ca ladies and gentlemen follow her find her she's an amazing person beautiful inside out and thank you so much for being here thank you valerie it's been a pleasure